It's been good. It, looks it has like, been good. It looks like, honestly, that's so much work. It is. It's kind of like fun though. It's like getting into yeah. a little like routine. You're just like, yep, I'm in a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, You know that um, Parks and Recreation episode where what's his name do you have you watched that show i've, I've watched it what's his name gary he did all those envelopes and he was like licking all these envelopes but yeah, then yeah, yeah. he was in this like he was like crazy about it and then like he wasn't he didn't pack them all properly anyway that's like how i feel i'm gonna do it's like <laughs> maybe i forgot to put the vinyl in all the envelopes <laughs> oh my god no i haven't i haven't but imagine in case you missed it tilly is in the midst of packing out a bunch of records merch as well mm. with a brand new album pastel Big vibe. We have the absolute pleasure of being in her home today in Newcastle. Some would call it God's country. Maybe that's a bit controversial. I mm. don't know. It's a real pleasure to have the chance to speak with you about your new album, Tilly. We're so excited. We've been absolutely rinsing it from start to finish. Can we just get out of the way that you and I have a bit of a journey? Yeah. That we've been on together. Yep. 2017. <laughs> this is our third time interviewing each other. Yeah. Move over Billie Eilish and Vanity Fair <laughs> and make way for FBI Radio <laughs> and Fritz. Yup. <laughs> it's what, been almost every year? Yeah. Damn. You've grown up so much in that time. Like, I feel like I have even changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I literally have. <laughs> I mean, I'm like 21 now and I was like 17 or something, like 18. Damn. Because that is such a transitional time as well. It's like... Oh, Yeah. You're like oh, yeah. a cringe 18-year-old and now I'm like a cringe 21-year-old. It's like I've really changed, you know. <laughs> no, but it's so, been so lovely to watch mm. you like flourish and grow and see how your uh, musical journey has taken you. I feel like you've already in this short amount of time done so much and seen some things and gone through so many changes already. For someone so young, I think that Pastel is such a mature-sounding record. And it, it, it's, I think it's a really big feat. Like it, and also, just as well, it's crazy earwormy. Every single track has ultimate replay value. It's insane. Oh, so awesome. congratulations on that. Thank you. That's such a compliment. That's no, I awesome. feel like we could rinse it like ten times, twelve times in a row, and I would not get sick of it in a day. So. Never. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. That's awesome. We love you. Yay! <laughs> I'm glad. Um. In case you missed it, on For The Record, we are joined live by Tilly Murphy, a.k.a. Fritz. We're going to be unpacking her debut album. It's called Pastel. It's just come out through Inertia, which is a great independent local Australian label. Um, And we're going to be going through the whole making of the record. Um, I guess one of the first things to start on is the immediate jump in production quality is obviously very noticeable from the Fritz... I guess we wouldn't really call it debut because this is your debut album, the first project that you released. So this one, how was that always something you kind of planned on doing is like going like from one step to the other in terms of production quality? Yeah, I I think, I think yes, because I mean, my first album when I just made it myself, like super lo-fi, I just did that because like, I didn't, I didn't even know like how to, I didn't know anyone that recorded music. Like I didn't know anything about that. I just thought I could do it myself. But then, like, when I was starting to release um, or wanted to release more music, I'm like, I think I want to make this sound better. Mm. I was like, I think my songs are good enough that it's like I would like to hear them in a in a better way. Well, just as a, as a caveat to that as well, the first project obviously still sounds great. <laughs> but just the new one, you can obviously tell that there's been 
maybe a shift in terms of you wanting it to sound just that like little bit more sparkly and everything kind of pop a bit more totally yeah it's very polished and it's like crystal clear widescreen vision whereas yuck was such a like scrawny vhs tape rendition this is definitely your like sophia coppola widescreen (laughs) moment (laughs) yeah i think um Talk us through the journey in between. It's been so much time. Like, we're reminiscing at how much time has passed. Mm. Um, bring us up to speed. What have you been up to? Well, I mean, it's just been singles from there and here. It's like, so that's been cool. But, you know, singles are singles. And so working towards this album, which I have been doing all this time, and to have it out now is, like, really awesome because it's, like, it is the it was the big goal for me for a long time. Like, you know, I was, like, putting out singles, that's all fun, but... I was like really looking forward to putting this album out. Um, so musically, that's that is all I've been doing because that it has been like the main goal of mine to have this out. Yeah, and that's awesome. And you've achieved it. And I've done it. Here is, we are. There must be like a crazy sense of relief. I know that anyone's debut anything is always like a bit overwhelming, and there's probably a lot like on on their shoulder, just kind of you're trying to get this thing out. Mm. Has it been, like, nice to finally have this thing, like, people able able to, like, listen to it, talk about it? Yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, because I obviously put so much work into it, but also, like, you know, as you do, stress. I've also just stressed so much about it. Um, So it's just so good, like, hearing everyone's opinions on it because people seem to really like it. Like, I haven't had any bad bad comments yet, which is awesome. I I don't think you will get bad (laughs) comments, to be honest. I think it's – I mean, we're obviously very early on into the year, but it's definitely one of the strongest releases, I think, in terms of, like, Australian and international albums to come out. So Thank you. You've done a really, really good job. Thank you. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm so relieved, honestly. (laughs) Like, people like it. I'm like, yay.
let's backtrack, right? You mentioned before with your first little mini album, mini EP, that you just kind of wanted to put something out by yourself. And in the time since, you know, on, in the behind the scenes sense, you've picked up a bigger team, you've played shows, you took a break from playing shows, you've gone and recorded this high def version of a record. What was your thought process in in that time since? Because I remember reading that um, you had said that this album, Pastel, is very much like us growing up with you. Yeah. Well, you know, 2017, how long was that? Four years ago? Because I put out my debut lo-fi thing, yeah. And like that was just because I was like bored in school and like wanted to do something else besides studying, you know, you know how it is. And so I did that, and then people seemed to like it. So I was playing shows, doing all these singles and stuff. But, like, yeah, I took a break from playing shows because I kind of was, like, not feeling it. And that was an awesome break because it really gave me time to um, focus on this album, which, as I've mentioned, was, like, the thing that I wanted to do the most. Like, I was like, you know, shows are cool, but I really just want to finish this album and have it as good as I want it to be. More than anything... If you were to compare the two, they're they're kind of, I guess, like, to me, I think of as companion pieces, like, uh, your first little EP mixtape is just like, here's me and here's the intro, and then Pastel is like, no, here's me fully arriving. Totally. That is it. Yeah. That is it. Also, notice how both the album covers are green? Yeah. Yeah. I only noticed that the other day. I was like, whoa, hang on. They're both green. I must have a thing for like green album covers. Anyway. um. I also was going to say it's, it's, to me, it's really such a strong feat that you've been able to revamp your sounds, but also keep the charm that the the first Fritz project had. Because I think it would be really easy to want to do this like really, you know, super beefed up version of your sound. and, And maybe you might lose some of that initial charm but you've kind of kept that in in nearly every song on this record i think it all they're all so immediately pleasing to listen to and and almost always instantly fritz oh thank you yeah yeah i think because i still really like love my debut album like my um, lo-fi album and i love it because it is like lo-fi and i think lo-fi has that kind of specialness to it and so i was kind of worried that with this album it just wouldn't feel as like personal I feel even though obviously like you know what I mean but but that's so that's a big compliment Mm. because yeah and that's yeah that's nice to hear (laughs) thank you I almost feel like it's it's more personal and I I think you've really managed to balance you know us getting like a little bit of a window into your personal life through your lyrics but you've made everything so relatable at the same time so it's I feel like you've struck that really nice balance of not giving too much away but giving just enough okay yeah cool that's good to know that's that's nice i'm loving this feedback really that's awesome um if you had to give any piece of advice to someone who's decided they want to record entirely on their own in the bedroom do something completely independently what advice would you give them what's something maybe you learned that you now looking back would not do again hmm Mm. I would say if you're like recording at home by yourself and you're new to it as well, like I was, you know, you just have like GarageBand or something, don't worry about like the way it's going to sound because it will probably sound 
you know, very lo-fi, obviously. But there is something really cool about that too. So don't worry about trying to make it sound like, you know, like everything, like hi-fi, because it just won't. And don't worry about the mistakes or anything. I had so many mistakes in that album. I might be the only one to notice, though. So it's like, yeah, just worry about, like, songwriting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if, if, it's, if, it's done, if the songs are good, it doesn't necessarily matter about the quality. Obviously, totally. it's, it's, you know, it's nice to have it there, but mm. you can kind of always tell when someone's really focused on the songwriting and mm. then it doesn't, everything around it just becomes, like, just an addition. It doesn't, it's not the best. It doesn't matter if it's the best sounding. Because, yeah, lo-fi music is kind of about the feeling, really, isn't yeah. it? Not really about the sound. It's just, like, the warmness. <laughs> you know, the homely. You know what I mean? Was, yeah. there, was there anyone in particular you were listening to in terms of trying to get the actual sound for Pastel? Because when, when I'm listening to it, I hear people like, ironically, the band Yuck. Um, I hear a bit of Smith Westerns. Obviously, you've got, like, some shoegaze influence. I don't know if you're a fan of My Bloody Valentine, but I hear mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. Is that Especially in, like, the guitar riffs. Is mm. that... Were you listening to any of those, or who were you listening to? Mm. Yeah. 90s shoegaze bands, My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, things like that. But also, like, um, more, like, twee pop bands, like The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, or, like, Always. Yeah. So it's kind say. of shoegazy, but poppy. And even, like... I'm trying to think, but because there's also, I also listen to a lot of kind of oh, garage rock broadly, but you know, so I think it's kind of a bunch of all those things. I can't think of any band names, but you know, it's there. Pains of Being Pure High makes perfect sense because they mm. kind of, same as your music, really toe the line between happy, sad. Mm. And I think that that's kind of like a big, big, um, like touch point for the Fritz music. Yeah. 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 Whoa. I can't believe I didn't even make that connect. I was trying to think. I was like, who does this... Not that you... Obviously, you didn't jack anyone's style. But I was like, who does this sound like? Pains being period high makes total sense.
tracks um jan one i think is probably my favorite song on this album but also like one of my favorite songs of the year when it first came out roll us through jan one what does it mean to you it's backstory it's it's kind of just about like new year's i kind of like don't like new year's very much i always feel so sad and like you know when you'd like make plans to go out and it's just always so terrible you know and so it's just about like reflecting and also it's about like resolutions and all that and how I don't really like the idea of that either because you just feel so let down a lot of the time it's just such a big date at the end of the year it literally is just another day of the year though isn't it really and it's just like all the all the sauce so that's it mainly um but like with most of my songs you know they have meanings and I do like sing about something but I don't focus much on that I it's more about how it sounds I think and Jan 1 is I think not like any song I've written before I'm I'm I still like it after I I totally agree because it it does almost you know the first line is I want to be underwater oh yeah I want to swim in the water yeah I I want to swim in the water sorry yeah (laughs) um but it has this sound of like you being underwater and like coming up for a breath of fresh air Almost like this, like, sense of relief and the anticipation of, like, that coming up feeling. Okay, that's deep. I don't don't think I thought of that when I wrote it, but but I like that. Um, It's interesting that you say you're more focused on how everything sounds as opposed to, like, the lyrics and the message it's getting across. Do you feel as though you write more of the instrumentals before you get onto the lyrics? Or do you find writing lyrics harder? I write completely all of the instrumentals before even like writing lyrics. Well, I'll write a melody, but the lyrics come last. I just put words in to fit the melody and it it often makes sense, but it's like 
I am just singing really about like the same stuff a lot of the time, honestly. But some songs you can't even hear the lyrics. And like I'm aware of that and I like I'm okay with that. I know people obviously like hearing lyrics, but I was just like I want the guitars to be louder though. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I mean and that's all that's obviously like kind of like a trope of um shoegaze music to mm. do that. But is that is that part that also part do you maybe not do you not want to like your vo- vocals to be front and center or Yeah, it's both. It's like I do like the the sound of like washed out vocals like in shoegaze music, but also yeah, sometimes it's just the vocal melody isn't the main part of the song because I, I see the vocals just as a melody rather than the words. So it's like sometimes it isn't the main thing. Well, because you like yeah. you always try and at least maybe not always, but a lot of the time in your songs, the guitar melody follows the vocal melody. Mm. Is often. that that's probably you doing that as well? Yeah, often I've done that. Yeah, and that is just to have this melody, like accentuate this melody. It's, yeah. That is it. Which I, like I'm, I'm mine's probably the same. I'm an absolute sucker for the guitar yeah. melody following the vocal melody. I, I am too. Yeah. yeah. Any anytime <laughs> anyone does that in any rock, even if if it's, it could be a bad song, and it instantly elevates it for me. I think. I agree. Seriously, yeah. I agree because it makes it just like so catchy. Yeah. Like it's it's a trick. I reckon. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say your your music. You've obviously got your sound and your aesthetic like pretty well nailed down. Is there is there any way or any anything that you want to do or want to try that you maybe haven't that you're going to look to explore like maybe on the next project are we going to hear like the synth pop version of fritz or are we going to hear the um the experimental drone version of fritz (laughs) which is there anything you're looking to kind of go into um i think it's just i think it's not that i'm like looking to go change my genre but it's like it's it probably it will happen because that's just what happens i'm listening to new music i'm listening to more pop music more like electronic based music so yeah, probably it will ch- shift quite yeah. a lot, but I'm not sure. But maybe probably more electronic because that is just what I'm listening to a lot of the time. And yeah, are you are you like a a fast worker in terms of songwriting? I know like lots of people like it's kind of either or they either take take their time with it or people just like churn through music. Are you which one do you kind of feel like you fall in? I like half and half. Like some songs it'll take me like 20 minutes, others it'll take me like you know a month to kind of get yeah. together but yeah it's it depends a lot of the albums some songs took like a long time and a lot of like thought and changing but some mm. songs just came together in like yeah 20 minutes did you have like a eureka moment where you you were like i finished the album that's oh it. yeah i did and it was awesome it was like the day we like finished um recording right <laughs> but it was like such a it was awesome like everything was done everything was tracked it was, it was sick
ask you about the recording process because obviously you know your first intro into like a little little EP uh, your first EP mixtape we're gonna call it all the adjectives <laughs> um, it's recorded entirely by yourself in your bedroom and again we mentioned earlier this is like a high def version of Fritz did you record with a full band um, not full but like yes because I recorded like rhythm guitar and bass and then my bandmate Cody who plays lead guitar recorded lead and then Darren drummer played drums so pretty much full band but just not my bassist because I played bass but and like keyboards so yeah full band if that's yeah I think that is what you mean it is yeah, it was yeah. a full band yeah. did you find that transition from solo to band difficult or challenging or did you find it more inspiring in the songwriting process um I don't think I found it more inspiring but it was super helpful you know because Cody and Darren would have suggestions that I wouldn't have thought of as far as like maybe how the guitar sounded or and it was also just super helpful as far as like helping to get a good tone it's some things I just like can't I like I'm not very techie and so it was actually just good having help with like things like that Mm. so it was it was good do you see the new iteration of the Fritz live show coming back in that capacity? Is it going to be a full band? Is it going to be you solo? Are you even going to perform? What right, you right now it's bandless and I don't know like when I will play again though because like I um, might get a new band or I might play solo. Right now I'm not like thinking about it though. It's, it's weird though because I've had so many like messages like come to Perth, come to Sydney and I just don't know like when that will like happen not even just because of like COVID I just mean like me I don't actually know when I'm gonna like get my stuff together and like do it (laughs) I don't know when I think it's very uh, honest of you to be so upfront about that like Mm. performing is obviously such a big aspect of being an artist and being a musician but it does take its toll on people it's quite demanding you have to be constantly on Mm. and I want to give you props for being so refreshing and honest about it and that you know there are people who are in love with the process of creating but don't love that Mm. like displaying that process to a crowd of people yeah I know yeah it's like because I'm always like oh it sucks like it would be so awesome if I loved playing live and I was really good at it like it would be so awesome but like I just don't and that's just the truth and like I think having also all that time off last year made me like I like I didn't miss it honestly so I was like okay yeah it's probably not right but I'm also at the same time like it would be awesome to like tour this album so I'm a bit torn because like I I know it would be so awesome to tour this album but I just don't think like I could like I don't think I want to (laughs) so it's I'm yeah I feel like it's really nice that you're so honest about that because I think especially releasing a debut album you'd find nine times out of ten someone in your position would be getting like a lot of pressure from people being like when are you going to tour this thing? When is when are you going to start playing shows? And I think the fact that you're just going like, just just everyone calm down. It'll yeah. happen when I'm ready. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, if someone you know messages me, come to Adelaide. I I don't say like no. I yeah, yeah. I just say oh okay one day. <laughs> I'll say like one day. You know. So I'm not like totally honest. I'm honest right now. But you know. How do you in that regards feel about like? recorded live performances what if there was like a pastel movie that came out of in full is that something you'd move towards yeah it it is 
I would love to make a movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be something I would do. Also, because it's just, it's also just the live factor of it. Like, you're literally playing live. And so, if I, if I could make it look cool, like it pre recorded, then I could, like, you know, make it nice looking. That would just suit me so much more. So, I can imagine that iteration of your live show being, like, really, really nice. Um, props and set design mm, and exactly it feels like there'd be so much going on yeah that would be fun to do i reckon yeah. like i think that as being fun yeah and you could like weave like a narrative throughout it that'd be kind of cool yeah i think someone did like a movie like they made an album and then they made a whole movie like uh what's that i don't know is it someone in the diamonds or something diamond oh my god like she's really famous i don't know anyway don't worry <laughs> I can't think of it right now, but she made a movie of her album and with like a storyline in it. It was everything. I was like, imagine if I did that. I didn't even know where to start with that. But, you know. but it, it's an interesting point because um, it's so obvious in your music, like the design element of who this Fritz persona is, what she does, like how she comes across in video and the fact that you are putting such a focus on like set design. What do you think is it about painting this world of Fritz that is so important to you? Um, hmm. Well, really, I just, like, love it. I, like, I love running music, but I also just, like, love making cool-looking posters and, like, things. Like, I just enjoy doing that. And I think it is, like, also important to have, to have like, a good brand or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's important to me because that – yeah, but mainly I just, like, like doing it. It's fun. Like, it's awesome. Because, yeah, Fritz is like, who is she? Like, let's paint it out, you know? <laughs> Do you see her, who she is or, like, her connotations now, this kind of, like, sad girl on the sideline, wallflower, who's a bit emo but doesn't really want to tell you that she is, in, in the best way mm, possible. Yeah, she is, yep. Do you see that changing in the future like what kind of turn do you want to take with fritz moving forward or what are some of your long-term goals is she gonna get mm. <laughs> um really up front she might like get a haircut honestly like <laughs> i could go crazy with that um i don't know i think they'll that she'll like it's so weird saying she it's like i'm here <laughs> <laughs> i'm always gonna be like the emo you know sad but, like, who knows? I could take on a completely different attitude. But then it's like, that wouldn't feel me. I like to feel me, you know. Do you feel like with Fritz you're, you're kind of portraying a certain character or is it 100% you or is there, like, a split between the two? Well, it, yeah, it's not a character really. It's just funny to think about if it was, you yeah. know. It is, it's funny. But, no, it's so, um, it's so me, yeah. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> But isn't it cute? Wouldn't it be cute yeah. if if Fritz was like a little like doll or something? Yeah. Like a ghost or something. That would be cute. <laughs> I like to think about that. Cash but no, it, it is just me. I am just like a human. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what were some of the standout moments in making this album for you? Um, it was all a bit of a blur, if I'm honest. Like, because I was just like stressed the whole time. I was super excited and passionate, but I also just like got 
pretty anxious because like even recording, I was like, oh, like spending way too long. I was spending way too long just trying to fix my, how my guitar sounded or doing too many like vocal takes. Cause I was like trying to perfect it, which is obviously not a great thing to do. Um, so unfortunately it's just kind of like all I can remember from it is just like being stressed, <laughs> but like, but I do remember when it was all finished. So I think the highlight was when it was finished because that was really awesome. But, um, you know, there's a song on there called Gracie Forgive Me. Even Die Happily had two songs on there. And they I wrote them, um, like, in 2016, I think. And I remember I wrote Gracie Forgive Me in my music classroom, like, on, like, some school acoustic guitar. So it's, like, nice memories like that. Some things I remember, like, when I was actually writing the song. And, like, that's cute and everything. <laughs>
we are here in Merriweather Heights in Newcastle and it feels like a real pleasure and privilege to be able to be here with you, literally in Newcastle, talking about pastel. And we want to ask, I mean, Dan's definitely got some allegiance here being a Newey boy himself, but what does it mean to you to be someone so far out of Sydney, um, not necessarily have that chance to access people like a team necessarily in, in that sense initially what does it mean to you to have been able to have released this record to the reception that it's getting because it has been getting a lot of it. it's been you know reviewed by enemy it's been played on fbi where he doing an interview with you about this it's reaching parts of perth you've mentioned how does that feel yeah you know it's cool but it's also like i don't even know what like living in newcastle like means as far as like how that's different to living in sydney do you know what i mean so it's like mm. it's cool and it's cool you know in all like articles like newcastle tilly murphy and i'm like okay that's cool but um i don't know i actually don't know how to answer that for me it feels like the newcastle scene's the strongest it's ever been really mm. at least from what i can remember i'm like newcastle used to be not purely but very hardcore mm. based yeah and i feel like a lot of people are now kind of popping up and there's a really strong not necessarily one scene in particular but it feels like everyone's a little bit more open to different kind of sounds and mm. and new genres and you're to me you're you're one of the artists that's definitely at the forefront of that kind of i don't know what you'd call it uh like newcastle invasion or something like that is mm. i i yeah i don't know i just think it must it must be even if you're not necessarily thinking about it it's, it's kind of like a really exciting time for Newcastle music, I think. It is, yeah. Yeah, I've seen like all these bands pop up in Newcastle and it is it is seeming like more diverse, mm. I reckon, like as far as genres go. Um, and it's just like, there's such a good um, group of like music lovers in Newcastle. I feel like there's like a good backing. So if like you're a band in Newcastle, you're going to have like a lot of love, I reckon. Because it is, you know, I suppose compared to Sydney, it is like a small place, I guess. So it's like if you're in a band, you kind of know other bands and it's like pretty cute like that. And, you know, there's like cool record shops like Abacus and Hiss and Crackle and stuff that like get behind it as well. So it is it is a nice place to be for putting out music. It's a little love fest. It is. We saw the big shop display at abacus oh, yeah. that must have been pretty crazy because i'm awesome. i i know that i mean i don't know i haven't released an album but i i've always been seeing forever their massive shop front displays it must be so nice to be like whoa like i've made it to the front of abacus that must be like a little milestone yeah i thought that was so awesome yeah i saw it um like a couple of days ago i was like that is my face <laughs> in a shop like that's crazy <laughs> like do people do you reckon people walk past and like look at it and be like Who's she? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. They say that's Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Fritz. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was just going to say, if there had to be one thing you want people to take away from your music and from this record and this, I guess, point of time in your life, what would you want people to take away from it hmm. or receive? Hmm. Okay, pretty dumb answer, like pretty simple answer, but there's no there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. But put simply, like think about 
like the simple things in life and like how special they can be like a lot of the albums about like my childhood and about like my adolescence that's like the whole thing basically and it's like so many parts of that were so special like little things like because a lot of my songs are just literally singing about like really tiny memories and like they mean a lot you know childhood things mean a lot to like how you like grow up so that's kind of it I think that's not dumb at all that's really sweet well yeah but put simply just like the small things in life yeah I mean I feel like <laughs> you never really leave high school in some respect no mm, I know I feel like I'm stuck <laughs> uh, but actually no I don't feel like I'm stuck it's not like I'm stuck in the past still writing about it I don't feel stuck I just feel like um that's just a lot of where my emotions come from so that's just like natural but yeah Dude, well, thank you so Dude. much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. It's been <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Third time's a charm for us, I guess. I know. <laughs> we'll, have we'll have to schedule for next year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's plan a keep date it, next Keep it year. going. No, but for real, Tilly, thank you so much for coming on For the Record, chatting with Dan and I. It's been such a pleasure to be able to rack your brain, um, maybe debunk a few things that people thought were really serious. Cool. Um, <laughs> and just be able to give you compliments left, right, and center. So thank you. Yeah, I was loving it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.